I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Hi, everybody. Hello. We um, are back once again, and, you know, we, we keep saying we're alive, not really thriving. It has actually gotten worse. <laughs> I've gotten better. I don't know what Haley, you're talking Haley's about. Haley's gotten better. I have, uh, yes. I have not. Holly uh, has been through it this past like little mu- bit. month? Yeah. It's this, been like a month. Yeah, it's of, been awful. Yeah. Um, house pipes burst. Yeah. Did like $23,000 worth of damage mm-hmm. to my kitchen. Thank God for homeowner's insurance. Yep. Yep. No kidding. Right. Um, and it was funny. I, I told Haley this, but it was funny. We were walking down the stairs and we were getting to, ready to take out the garbage because my son calls himself the mm-hmm. garbage man. Um, but mostly he wants to hold the recycling because it's in a blue bag. Anyway, I digress. Um, and blue's his favorite color. But we were walking down the stairs and I heard water and I said, Is it, is it, do you hear water to my son? And he said, yes, it's raining outside. It was not. It was raining in our basement. Um, and so it had caused significant damage. So we are living uh, in just a few rooms of our house because it destroyed many. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, several blessings is that, you know, we have a construction crew that is amazing and they are, you know, supporting us and just so lovely to work with. So. That's awesome. Well, and I said, you know, silver lining, you get new floors. And basically a new kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I it know, destroyed yeah. the lower it's... kitchen cabinets, floors. Oh, um, yeah, living room, entryway, hallway, stairs. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, and uh, my son had RSV, and then I got the adult version of mm-hmm. RSV. So if I sound like an old smoker... She is not. I'm not. It's just, <laughs> you know, grown up RSV. So, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I had this last go around. Um, after Lyme disease, I then got some <laughs> type of horrific God. upper respiratory situation. And I'm pretty sure it's RSV um, because we had a lot of kids at my school that actually had it. And, you know, I work with older kids, so it doesn't present as, like it's as like severely. it does in infants mm-hmm. and young kids um so i'm pretty <clears throat> sure one of those little hooligans um caught it from them and it's a very nice thing to say they're lovely i love them all um but they are little hooligans and i'm pretty sure i got it from them but i did talk to my doctor and she gave me antibiotics and i felt a lot better could be what i need so you probably just need a pack. yeah um but i got that and feeling good and we're rolling into testing is next week. Yeah. Or this week, actually. Yeah, because like today is the 15th yeah, of December. Shoot. Yeah, we're in the swing of testing right now. Um, it's okay. It's good to forget about. I know. Well, and what's really great about the school that I work in is because I'm not a classroom teacher. Like, I don't have to do, like, be in there with testing. I mean, obviously. Proctor it. Right. I mean, I'm on a, you know, if an emergency happens, if somebody needs to be out, like, obviously I'll be in there to proctor but like myself and you know guidance counselors and people like that were kind of if a crisis happens able to take care of it um and not be caught up in testing but yeah 
I think the kids are ready. I think it'll be a, you know. I, th- I think they're ready for a Christmas break. I think is what we I all, think, I know, so. I've, I'm not sure who's more excited, the kids or the staff, um, about <laughs> getting to be out yeah. for, you know, almost two weeks. It's a good, it'll be a good reset, I think. I'm glad everybody. you have that. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> well, and um, I don't know, she, so she started listening from the beginning and I told her don't do that it's a bad idea I always apologize to I folks. know and I was like yeah. it gets better I swear um but one of our <laughs> teachers at our school Jamie um she's been listening and she has been organizing all the testing in our school like she does all the schedules like just been knocking it out of the park so I'm I'm Jamie you know it'd be fun to do with your kids if they are listening to the podcast and you want to um, give them some trivia. It could be like, you know, Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia, trivia. Oh, my you know, gosh. In which episode did they say, <laughs> <laughs> when oh. I Thanksgiving, I think, think dismemberment, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, I know. I don't think fun. the kids have found it yet, but Ooh. I'm just waiting for it. Oh, that's going to be I'm bad. just waiting. And, like, end. I'm not, like, I'm worried about them finding it because we're not, like, an explicit, you know, mm, Well, not podcast yet. Not unless they listen to Patreon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I don't, they're not going to pay to listen to us. What are we, they're, exactly. yeah, no. They're uh, teens. They're teens. But I keep waiting for them to find it and somebody just like, because I have a few that I know would just like slide in my office and drop a, like, listen to your podcast. Yeah. Just being goofy. But. And if they do. Hey, kids. Hi, children. Be, cool. study, cool. study for those tests. Study. Work hard. <laughs> Go to school. Be a productive oh. member of society. Please. Do not end up on this podcast please Mm-mm. well Haley speaking of podcasting that's why we're here are you ready I'm so ready all right let me just put my coffee down we are talking today about the first hanging 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 oh, wow. in Haywood County North Carolina so nice. Haywood County is about I don't know 30 minutes maybe from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, it is on the west side, kind of in that area of Waynesville, Canton. Oh, so Canton's out there, isn't yep, it? Yep, yep, Canton. Canton. That's right. Um, with the paper mill. That's right, it and just, it smells it terrible. It smells so bad, but it's... <laughs> I was telling this to somebody the other day that I would live in Canton. Like, I've been through there a few times. Their downtown is adorable. It it's is. It's so super cute. cute. But when the wind picks up that paper mill smell... Yeah, it's pretty But I'm bad. sure, like, if you live there, you just get used to it. I think so. Like, I mean, I live Every... near a dairy farm, and I know that people walk by it and go, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But you just get used to it. it I live near... Is what it is. Randy at the guard shack. At the so guard that's shack, enough. you get used to Randy's B.O.? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if Randy has B.O. or not. Randy... Oh, I don't know if he's listening, but... Uh... <laughs> I want to play it on the safe side. Randy, we, if you're listening, I, I love you. Yeah, you're that, wonderful. That cologne is great. What a great <laughs> cologne you have, Randy. You don't have BO at all. Um, well, he luckily doesn't, you know, have to, like, pat me down, so. Right, only me. <laughs> I just this looks pay, suspicious when pay I him to do it. I'm like, time. listen, so Haley's looks coming step again. Step out of the vehicle. Ma'am. Okay. <laughs> Hands on the vehicle, ma'am. <laughs> she likes it. All right, y'all. <laughs> So we are headed to March of 1851 in McClure. Yes, we're going way back, way back. So we're going to McClure Cove, which lies in the hollow or the holler. I was like, what are you talking about? That's a holler. 
sorry. In the holler. <laughs> in the holler. <laughs> holler. Uh, <laughs> Haywood County in western North Carolina. So David Mason and his wife Mary lived in a small cabin along the rolling hills with their four children, ages 7 to 14. David and Mary had been married for about 16 years, having met uh, in and around 1835 and settled in the Crabtree community. Crabtree. That's still a pretty, like, thriving little community. It is, and I think it's more like Waynesville area. Okay, okay, yeah, Yeah, I think so too. So the Mason family lived a typical farm life. David worked in the fields while Mary cared for the house and the children. You know, very common. Um, All of the familial normacy, however would end in March of 1851 when Mary was found dead in her home. Mary. Yeah. Why Mary? Mary Mary had not died, however, of natural causes, (laughs) as one would think, you know, when someone just drops dead in their house. No, we wouldn't be doing a story about Mary had she just, you know, died of that heart attack. No, no, no. But rather, her throat had been slashed. Oh, Wow. So clearly, she had been murdered. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> just, not just, there's not an accidental throat slash. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, I was carving the chicken. <clears throat> just got a little and, carried away. Uh, got, just, just got a little nuts with it and just slashed slash my own throat. Yeah, that's usually not how that rolls. No, typically not. No. Um, but the real question is, who would want to kill Mary? Who? And why? Mm. Mary didn't appear to have any enemies. She mostly kept to herself. She stayed at home, and like aside from Sundays at church, she pretty much kept it to the cabin. Got it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's how I feel also. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it to the cabin. Keep it to the cabin. Quick side note. We are recording in <gasps> Haley's brand new podcast room. Yes. And I have to say, yes. it's pretty amazing. We um, finally finished all the painting and everything in our rental um, my brother is living with me and he currently has my dog somewhere in this house. So if we are interrupted, that's why. But yeah, it's a lovely sage green color. Mm-hmm. Very calming. Um, we've got a big old chandelier in here that I got for about 20 bucks at the Habitat for Humanity restore. Um, I nicknamed it Fred. I love it. Um, and then you will whack your head on it though. Cause it's pretty low. It is, but I bent down. Yeah, so, we got okay. some free chairs from, if you remember, a callback to um, the haunted house of Ill Repute. Ill Repute. Wanda Kid. Yep. Um, she had some chairs in her house that she no longer wanted, so now they live in the podcast room. I love it. Um, and so they thanks, match Wanda. the color. I know, they're perfect. They are. They're like big um, wingback. Yes. Is that what you call this? Yes, these are wingback chairs. Chairs. Very. Um, I, th- I don't know what the flower is on this. Maybe kind of a, a nice little paisley. Chrysanthemum yes. almost looking flower on it. So, yeah. Yes. The podcast room, the gift that keeps on giving. It does. And it's not too echoey in here because we've actually put furniture in here. So Yeah. It's, it's really solid. great. Yeah. All right. So, back to our story. Ooh, and Mary. So, like I said, Mary didn't appear to have any known enemies, mm. unlike Haley. I mean, mm. you know, Haley leaves her house, so... Enough said. I do. Uh, but so with little evidence to go on, the police instantly blamed, guess who? The husband. The husband. It's always the husband. David, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So David immediately, without really investigating from what I can see, uh, was arrested. Mm. And he claimed, like, no, I was innocent. He said, you know, he would never harm his wife. Right. He was at work. 
Um, and he was a farmer. So mm. he was like, I, I, you know, who could attest that I was there? I guess maybe some cows. I don't, right. you know. They're not the best witnesses. It, no, they tend not to be. Um, police and those in the community uh, did not believe David, didn't believe his story. Mm. And quickly, this mild-mannered farmer had gone from, like, church-going community member to evil wife killer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a quick turn. It, it is a quick turn because the day before, everybody's like, David, how are you, man? You know? Doing all right. And he's like, good. How's, how's your hay bale? How's the how's the, getting, the family and your hay and you know get in that hay corn <laughs> how's how is corn how is that corn how is have you turned it into moonshine what yet? time of year is this uh March he would be still growing that corn yep, yep. how's that corn how's the getting tall is yep you hope it's gosh you hope it gets tall and you can tell that I'm a farmer because you know when you ask me about my corn how is it I say tall. Well, no, I mean, I was with you because I was like, you know, you want it tall because when you have to start cutting in the fall to make, which they probably weren't doing in the 1800s, but like nowadays when our corn gets tall in the fall, we turn it into silage to feed the cows. Interesting. You chop it, chop it all up. Interesting. So you don't use it at all? Mm -mm, No, it's not for people. Oh. It's for cows. (laughs) You don't make moonshine? Mm Mm-mm. Mm, that's a real bummer. You can legally, though, now. Yeah. You can't You can't sell it, but you can make it. But no, we don't make it. I think you should. That's I a missed opportunity. I think, I think it is. I think it's a missed opportunity, and if I can find somebody with a good still, then... Dr. Haley's moonshine. <laughs> it cures all your ales. <laughs> and it makes you enjoy the podcast mm-hmm. even more. All right, so... You know, David now is an evil, horrible wife killer. Okay. Um, charged with his wife murder, his wife's murder, he sat in the Haywood County Jail awaiting trial. Mm. In the meantime, several of David's closest friends tried to actually post bail for him. Oh. Yeah. I mean, nice. so there were still people in the community who were, you know, on his side and said, there's no way. Right. David could not have committed this crime. Right. So his friend, Aaron Fulbright, contributed $100 a to his bail, which actually I looked up the equivalent for today's value, equivalent to $3,800 today. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's that was a, a rich-ass farmer. He was doing well. Yeah. I mean, he I, was more than corn. I'd take just $100 now and be thrilled. Same. Same. Whew. Yeah. Times are tough, man. So Mr. Fulbright not only uh, contributed the 100 bucks, but he also agreed to testify in David's defense. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. Another friend, James Grave, posted another $100 bond and promised that his wife, I love this, <laughs> here's 100 bucks, and by the way, my wife would be happy to testify that David <laughs> couldn't have committed this murder. <laughs> I won't I w- do I'm that. not going to do it. I'm not as savvy with the words. But my wife will. But my wife, she wants to. Actually, no, I told her to, and, and she knows what's good for her, and she'll she, do it. She agreed. <laughs> After a, a good beating, she agreed Golly, to do it. It went not. there. Hopefully not. It's the 1800s, it is. I would assume. Maybe these were gentlemen. On their farms. Okay. Sure. All in all, there was over $4,100 towards David's bond. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. So it wasn't just two people. A lot of people in the community. But get this. He was never released. Mm. So here's the question for you then, Haley. 
What happened to all that money? What did happen like, to all that did money? Did they give it back to the men? No, or did it go be. to use, like, go for the trial or something? I don't know. Probably neither. Maybe his lawyer? Neither. None of the above. They just took it? Probably. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I Yeah. Sometimes we need a new wagon. A police wagon. Mm-hmm. The patty wagon. The patty wagon. <laughs> Um, so while David had many friends supporting him and his innocence, not everybody agreed. Mm. Emotions in the town were running pretty high, and it quickly became apparent that David would not receive a fair or impartial trial in Haywood County. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I'm sure there were, you know, lynch mobs and people ready to go, you know, how could you do this to well, your I wife? Well, I think even now. Like, oh, my gosh, I mean, you yes. see them move trials all the time. Like, if that happened in my town, you know, somebody prominent <laughs> like, like <you>. that. <laughs> um, so prominent. They would want to move that trial to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think they would. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> They would hang her so fast. So quick. <laughs> She's a witch. Wait a minute. Where are we? No, This isn't Salem. No? no All right. They'd still, they'd still go for it. Be like, She's a witch. She cast G Spectre on me. Drown uh, her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, okay. Fine. That's fine. That's so. Had a the, good run. Uh, you know, a couple years. You're well, good. That's fine. Yeah. I'll be there. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'll bring my son. Great. <laughs> Like they did, like they did in the days of yore. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, good educational opportunity. It really is, son. Don't act like this. Don't be a witch. (laughs) (laughs) So David's defense attorney suggested that the trial be moved to another county. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of back and forth when it came to the trial. No, it needs to be the the murder was committed in Haywood County. It needs to be done here. His lawyers were like, no, it's not fair to him. So just constant back and forth. Mm. So finally, a year after the murder. Now, you got to think about this. In the 1850s, it was pretty much like, uh uh-huh, bang, bang, shoot. Yep, okay, you're guilty. Search for evidence later. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're dead, basically. And everything happened very quickly. But because everybody was contesting this and there was so much back and forth, it took a year. So finally, it was agreed that the trial would be held in the neighboring county of Buncombe. Now, Buncombe County actually encompasses the city of Asheville and is much larger. Mm -hmm. Even then, it was much larger. And it would offer a larger pool of jurors who Mm -hmm. may not have the same bias that the Haywood County jurors were. Right. So, but they weren't as close to it. They weren't as close to it. Yes, they had probably read this in their news. Um, but, you know, after a year, there are other news stories. Right. So, other things have happened. Exactly. So, yes, they probably weren't paying as much attention. And after at least one, possibly more continuances of court, <laughs> David finally went on trial for the murder of his wife in the early summer of 1852. So we're talking about... 15 months after the crime. David continued to exclaim his innocence, um, stating that he hadn't even been home on that morning, that, you know, there was no way he could have committed the crime. Um, And the trial only lasted a few days, obviously. I mean, that's all they needed, right? Yeah. And quickly, it went to the jury to decide David's fate. Oh, wow. Okay. The jury returned shocking. A guilty verdict. Yeah. 
and it was declared that David was hang for his crime. Wow. Yeah. Overwhelmed by the verdict and subsequent sentence, David started planning his escape. I don't wonder why he waited a full year, though. Like maybe he had faith in the justice uh, system, do which that. he probably in this scenario <laughs> should not. Not in the eighteen hundreds. No, what you are you know, talking about? You know, guilty, innocent, doesn't matter. They're going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, when a guard's back was turned, David was able to sneak out of the Buncombe County Jail, nice, and made his way by foot westwards towards his home in Haywood County. Why would you go back there? See, that's the first place they're going to look. Right. You need to go the opposite direction. Maybe north. Yep. Maybe like Madison County. Yep. Head up to Madison. Maybe hit some Yancey. Maybe some Tennessee. Tennessee. Cross on over. Yeah. I think, though, and it could have been that he wanted to see his kids. Maybe. Maybe that's... You know, and maybe, you know, that's all he had known. He'd grown up there. It was familiar. And it isn't like us, you know, nowadays where we can just drive county to county so easily. I mean, this guy was on foot. And we're talking about even if you're in a car, it would take you 30 minutes from Buncombe County to get there. I mean, we're talking probably days days to get there. Yeah. So when jailers discovered he was missing, they sent out the wagons and the dogs to find him. Mm -hmm. Um, They weren't going to let him go that easily. David had just made it over the Haywood County line. Just made it. When officials caught up to him and took him back to the Buncombe County Jail. Almost made it. David's fate was sealed at that point. Uh, He was going to be executed for the crime, and still, he kept claiming over and over, it wasn't me. I did not do, I wouldn't have done this. I love my wife. I love my family. In the summer of 1852, David was forcibly led to the gallows Mm. that sat on College Street in downtown Asheville. Interesting. Now, College Street, kind of near the Mm I-26 interchange there, um, today stands as, you know, an area with, I don't know. There's a lot of bars. I was going to say, a lot of... I'm trying to think what Probably else. Probably not the safest neighborhood. On College Street, bars and restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a very like like a little shop. I mean, like a happening. Like it's just a downtown. Yeah, expensive. Area. Expensive. Yeah. <laughs> very expensive. And you know, as you sit at the local brewery. And you are having your beer. You probably aren't thinking, ah, yes, this is where many were hanged. Yeah, no. I thought that crosses my mind. It will now. It will now. You're welcome. Thanks for that. (laughs) So, of course, being the time period it was, the whole community came out to watch. Hmm. You know, bring your kids, parents, young children. Um, You know, bring your toddlers. It's free entertainment. And education. I do wonder if this was one of those things where it's like, you know, yes, it's traumatizing, but really kids need to see this because they need to see like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like what happens when? Yeah. If you act this way, you'll end up like David. I don't know. It's a little bit. On a Friday night, like back in my day, I was watching like TGIF on ABC, you know, like (laughs) wonder what Urkel's going to get into today. Yeah. You know? Got any cheese? No. Got any hangings? <laughs> not good. It's not good. 
Anyway, so everyone gathered round to watch. Um, David's father, his name was Peter, he was present at the hanging, um, as was David's lawyer. No. So as they took him up to the gallows, they asked him if he had anything to say. I didn't do it. Well, (laughs) not quite. Haley, this is going to sound super familiar to you. Oh, God. So his father yelled out from the crowd below, Die with it in ye, Dave. Was this just a common phrase? I, that's what I was thinking it had to have been. So, um, you know, I was going to say, if you all sound, you think this sounds familiar, December of 2020, we had an episode. It was our 10th episode, and it was actually called Die With It In Ya. And it was all about a woman who was accused of killing her husband, and her father yelled out from the crowd, Die With, Die it, with it In Ya. I wonder if that is just a common... Phrase. I, so that's what I was thinking, like maybe a common phrase back then, like meaning like take it to your grave. Right. Maybe it's not good to say anything in this moment because like what will it matter? Right. You know, like will it change their opinion of you? Probably not. You're still going to die. Right. So his dad said, die with it in ye, Dave. If you don't want to talk, die with it in ye, son. Golly. I mean... I would say, no, I don't want to die with it in me. I'm going to tell you one last time. I did not do I this. I did not do this, and you are killing an innocent man. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. But that's just me. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, guess kind of common phrasing. So, back to the hanging. Oh, great. <laughs> just what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> die with it in. That's what I'm going to say to Haley at her witch ex- execution. At my witch as she says, you know, but I'm not a witch. I'm not. I was nah. like, die with it in you, Haley. That's fine. Just I'll, I'll admit it. When they come knocking, I'll be like, mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> Are you a witch? I mean, maybe. I don't know. She made me do weird things. Suddenly, I was podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Fair. It's true. It's yeah. true. Um, so a teenager who was at the hanging, of course. Of course, the local teens. <laughs> exactly. Like, instead of getting into debauchery, we will go to the hanging. Um, a local teen at the hanging reported years later that David Mason actually called two men up. You know, when they mm-hmm. said, do you have anything to say? He called up two men, including Aaron Fulbright and possibly James Grove. These were the two men that actually had posted bond right. and said you know, hey, we're going to, you know, testify in your defense. Well, he points his finger at them and says, you have sworn my life away. What? So I don't understand. If these men were like going to testify in his defense, they had given him bond money. Did they end up testifying for the prosecution? Probably. There's probably some shady dealing. Yeah. And there's not a lot of records of the court trial because, you know, this is 1851. Right. Um, But it kind of seems like either they screwed him over when Mm -hmm. they went to testify. Like maybe um, the prosecution really got them Mm -hmm. and they were like, it kind of fell apart. Or they agreed to testify for the prosecution. Right. Maybe. Yeah. So he tells them, you've sworn my life away. Gotcha. Nonetheless, a noose was secured around David's neck, and swiftly the bottom of the gallow floor dropped out from under him. David hung in front of a large crowd for over 10 minutes until he was pronounced dead. You know, it takes a long time. Yeah, I do. And it just really bothers me. Me too. To think about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. After the crowd dissipated, 
Peter's father took his son's body in a wagon and drove the long way back home to Haywood County. Peter buried him with the rest of the family on a hill in Haywood County. He even carved out a headstone for his son that simply read, D.M. for David Mason, 1852. The headstone stayed perched on that hill for many years, even after the property had been sold and the land converted into hayfields. The headstone stayed perched on that hill for many years, even after the property had been sold and land converted into hayfields. Over time, the headstone was moved to another part of the property as not to interfere with the hay. I mean, fair. please, please don't interfere with my hay. Gosh, you, you and your dead body, really. Just really interfering with my hay. <laughs> I mean, I get it, like, I'm not, you know, you don't want to have a big stone in the middle of your hay field. It makes sense, you know. It's you're pretty hard it when with you... a tractor, or, <laughs> exactly. You know, when you're out there cutting yeah. hay or baler or something yeah, exactly. like that. Exactly. Like, gonna, oh man, <clears throat> you're gonna run into it. Sorry about that, DM. <coughs> yep, it's too bad. Yeah, it really is. Mm. So eventually, over time, the headstone just disappeared. Mm. So that's always the question: like, was it some naughty teen in like the forties who was like, hey, 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 and they just came and took the headstone, or did someone know the legend of it and they were like, I want this as a trophy, right? Or did someone just like knock it down and it broke and that was it? Yeah, or somebody thought like, I'm gonna take this and for like you know historical purposes, and then it just ended up in somebody's basement, and then. Somebody's like, oh my gosh, I bought this house, and in the basement, there's this headstone. I could see that. There's a weird concrete slab in our basement currently. Um, I don't know what's under it. We looked at it yesterday. My mom's like, oh, I kind of want to know what's under that slab. I was like, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't need to know. All right, we're going to do a live, live episode. From my basement? From Well, as we go down there, and we see what's under there. I think it's like into the, like cemented into the floor we're going to get some chisels okay <laughs> okay <laughs> because i think, I think so there's a full play. like it's about body size slab down there this is an old house are we prepared for what I've, we may find i said leave it be you don't want to disturb whatever that is well i mean if the spirits start to come through your house you only rent so that's a good thing that's true that's that's well, a blessing so you release yeah. right yeah. now i mean you know, maybe in a January. Well, it's a well, it's an afternoon activity. We'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I always wonder, you know, what ended up happening to the kids, the four oh, kids yeah, that they yeah, had. They so Haley doesn't think about that, but no, I do. I don't. <laughs> so the four children were actually raised by David's father, Peter. Hmm, himself a widower um so david's mom had died back in 1843 and peter was really grateful that his wife didn't live to see what became of their son and the fact that you know he was hanged um he feared that she wouldn't have been able to handle that i think as a parent well i hope my son's never hanged but um you know i i know i could not do that no so also in the home were David's two spinster sisters who helped raise the children. And I was thinking when I hear spinster in the 1800s, I'm like, oh, she's probably like 19. Yeah, like 19. Like, Dulcie Mary? God, what would I be? 16. Oh. I'd be a, um, not a spinster, an old maid. Yeah. 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 At 25. Yeah. 
Naked. Like it's very sad. Poor Haley. Poor that old man over there. She's just a spinster. And and actually, in the eighteen hundreds, you probably would look old. Probably. You grain hair, and you would probably. Hello, children. And they're like, don't go near her house. <laughs> it's the witch. The old witch spinster woman. <laughs> witch spinster. Woman. I tell my son like, back away. With all her plants. Back away. Plants and books she reads. Oh God a woman reading right it's a problem that's why she's a witch <laughs> she's a witch <laughs> hang her high drown her. Um, <laughs> drown her wow you are thinking of so many ways to kill yourself not not that you're suicidal no 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 i assessed we're fine yeah we're good Everything's yeah fine. yeah well, fine. <laughs> fine. and a little snort a little um snort. so like I said, the spinster sisters were there helping uh, raise the children. So they were taken care of. David's dad, Peter, actually lived until he was 106. Are you kidding me? Seriously. He died in 1890. And it's unclear whether Peter believed his son was innocent or not. Huh. Die with it in ye. So maybe he was like, nee. yeah, maybe. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe not. not. I don't know. Something to note here is that until the day David died, he always claimed that he was innocent and his story never changed. Wow. Now, you want to hear a really interesting piece to this story? Yeah, I do. All right. It's not over? Not yet. Wow. I <laughs> know. She was like, dang it. No, I was, I was like, I thought that was like a nice little, was a nice little wrap up. Nice little wrap up. But now there's more. I'm excited. In the 1980s, a oh, 104-year-old wow. woman was retelling the story of David Mason. Okay. She stated that there was a lady in their town who had been having an affair with David Mason. The woman grew tired of sharing her time with David and wanted Mary, the wife, out of the picture. According to this report, the mistress confessed on her deathbed to having gone to the Mason home and slitting Mary's throat. It was the mistress. I don't know her name. It doesn't give a name. But it said that, you know, with anger and passion, which these usually with a crime like that. Yeah. She came up behind her and just slit her throat. So I guess her plan didn't work out so well because her man ended up being accused and hanging in the gallows. And as opposed to her coming forward and saying, no, 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 it was actually me. No, she's like, "Mm." she's like. I didn't really love him that much. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to die for you. And this is the story of the first hanging in, you know, well, for Haywood County. Yeah. And, you know, just like, what are your thoughts? Do you think that the mistress, like, really did it? Do you think, like, in the end, she was just trying to, I don't know. I I think she did it. Well, how old is the woman who's telling the story? She was 104 at this point. But she was very... Was she with it? Yes. (laughs) Was she lucid? She was. And, I mean, there's little to no evidence left behind, so... Maybe. I mean, mean, it seems likely. I kind of trust this 104-year-old lady. And I don't know why, but I kind of trust that David was innocent. I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it also seems like, okay, if you're on your deathbed... Mm-hmm. Why would you confess to something you didn't do? Right. Like that. You know, like, you're not looking for notoriety. I mean, you're getting ready to face... Judgment or Judgment. Whatever you, yeah, whatever you believe. So, you know, I think she did it. I think... She knew the husband would be working. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the kids were out 
playing or like working in the fields or maybe they were at school and she was like perfect time yeah maybe yeah Mm -hmm. and if mary were dead she could step into the role of mommy and wife to david true and during that period i mean if the wife is dead it makes sense like he could remarry it's not like a divorce or something right so yeah that makes sense yep that's my story spouse though yeah but maybe it's well i mean i think it's often the spouse that's accused true i mean they didn't have anything else to go on who else would want to kill mary but then you know how many people knew of the affair true i get maybe they didn't maybe her revelation on her deathbed everybody was like what right we killed an innocent man and she did not die with it in her. Mm-mm. Just saying. She, she spilled that. That's right. So I'm going to look up more and investigate if die with it in you was a very yeah, common curious. phrase. Yeah. I'm so curious. for you guys, if uh, you know more about this phrase and, and you've heard it used, if you're a historian or you just want to give us your feedback, you can do so by shooting us an email. Ha <laughs> ha. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. At mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Feel free to send us a message. Um, And also on Instagram, you can find us, you know, like us, support us, send us a message at mountainmysteries.appalachia. And if you're looking for a little more dark and a little more fun, well, come to Patreon. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Mountain Mysteries. Haley, do you have a shout out? Um, I do. Um, I wanted to... Shout out. I'm actually responding to her email right now. Oh. Um, we had a lovely email from someone who'd been listening for a little while. Um, I think I think it's Rhiannon. Ooh. That's how you say it. But she actually sent us an email. Um, and me. <laughs> um, so she was going to Cherokee, North Carolina, for her birthday. And made her husband stop to take pictures of Ghost Town. Oh, in the yes. Sky. <laughs> and I just really thought her email was funny. I was just reading back through it. Um, but she sent us some pictures of, you know, the... Like, what it looks like yeah, now. Wow. The, um, like the chairlift obviously going up. Or like mm-hmm. what's left of it. And then like the sign. But what really got me was... Um, she said... I saw Ghost Town, though it was in passing, and I almost gave him a heart attack when I yelled, slow down, I need a pick. It's from my favorite podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he said, Mountain Mysteries? Um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love thought that. that was really cute. It was, it was so funny. Where um, are they from? Um, I don't know. Okay. But um, she's also a mom and an educator. Oh. So killing it girl 100 percent. i, yeah, I love that thank you awesome. so yeah much. so she sent us some pictures um also said that it might be um just there was some movement in the parking lot might be progress might be drug deals might be other hubbies letting their crazy wives take pictures too <laughs> who knows <laughs> you know what i bet her personality Drugs. though just sounds like she would just fit in so well i think us. You know, I so something that I thought about, I thought about, wouldn't it be fun to have um, a fan episode? Yeah. You know, like, talking just, about, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, I just want to, like, I want to meet all of you guys I know, me point. too. Like, we get so many fun emails and, like, people that we do regularly communicate with on, like, Facebook and 
our emails and I'm just like I want to be able to like because I think how fun like just all of us meet at like a bar or something or like have dinner or something on college street on college street yeah <laughs> and everyone has to come from their towns to Asheville exactly <laughs> and we all just meet up and like just have a like and a you know drunk moment. Haley starts to stay stuff and I'll say uh-uh die with it in you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, that would be amazing. Um, that would be fun. Just huh. to like, I just want to, because uh, everybody just seems so nice. <laughs> I know, I know. And it seems like we would all just jive really well together. And and that's it. You you get us. You understand yeah. us. I know. I, we get Few so many people emails too. that are like, oh, I feel like, you know, I'm just listening to like my sisters or my friends or yeah. whatever. And it's like, when you send us your emails, we think that too. <laughs> I know. We're like, oh my gosh. Like, we're talking. So you, you understand me. I know. Well, it's, and it's hard too, because like. I mean, I know true crime has kind of gotten this, you know, wave of popularity too, but it's still like, you kind of have to gauge it. Like when you're talking to somebody, yeah. like if I start talking about murder right now, is this going to make it weird? Yeah. And sometimes you take that leap and it makes it weird. Sometimes people will say like, oh, did you know that Holly has a podcast like at work or something? And, oh, really? What's your podcast? I'm like, um... Hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I was like, well, true crime. And they're like, oh, murder. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not just murder. It's like weird things and ghosts and intrigue and, and missing people. And yeah. all these, I have to explain it. Yeah. So you know what? Just listen, people. Yeah. And if, if it works for you, if it's the flavor of the week, Great. turn us on. If it's not, turn us off. <laughs> just sorry. smile and nod when we see each other in the hallway. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good. I know, it's like constantly having people tell you like oh listen to your podcast yeah i know it's really sweet like people that we know like in real life and i'm like oh sorry yeah (laughs) i know i I do tend to be like just know the early episodes are rough we shared one mic there was a lot of background in my haunted apartment yeah the dog was like drinking water it was just a lot of stuff so many things before we really knew how to edit things it's a lot going on yeah we're getting better and and, you know just see us in two years will be amazing (laughs) God, we doing this in two years? Are there going to be enough sh- stories to do for two more years? I'm sure. You know, and that, that's something, you know, that, that I was thinking about is that just when you think like, oh my gosh, we've probably covered so, you know, all the stories, mm-hmm. so many keep coming. Yeah. Like, it's like, how do we keep finding this? I know. They kind of find us in a weird way. Yeah. I, like, so. still, I still get like case suggestions from people that like send me stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know. Friends that stop me and they're like, oh, I, I heard this like crazy story. Like, oh my gosh, yes. Let me look into it. And, you know, it, it's weird. I was actually, for this story, I was looking at something totally different. And I was working on another story that I'm going to do later. Um, and I found this one and I was like, you know what? This is the one. This is the one. I this like is it. the one. So, all right, y'all. Well, that was our hang in story for today. Yeah. <laughs> hang around for next time. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Too soon? Too soon. Okay. Too soon. It's too soon. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>